from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose, and uh, host of the Ken Coleman Show, where he talks about your job, your career, you making money doing something you love, and a lot of it. A lot of what you love and a lot of money. He's here to help. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Amanda is with us. She is in Gulfport, Mississippi. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, all. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Okay. My husband and I, we are 34 and have three kids. We have about 70000 in debt, and we're starting baby step two. So I'm trying to figure out you know, what we can leverage to get this paid off. Okay. The question was, we have a Roth IRA worth um, $20,000 that we opened about six years ago. And my husband opened it through Fidelity, I think, I don't know, before Dave Ramsey. Um, anyways, what would be the consequences of us cashing that out? Is that something you recommend? Or do you Never to recommend that. No. Okay. Uh, you're taxed. You had a 10% penalty, and you're taxed at your tax rate on the amount of growth in the case of a Roth that's there. So... And I suspect most of that is growth, actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you're going. It's like borrowing money at thirty or forty percent interest. So we would never do that. Okay. No. Yeah. So that, that's that's, that's actually a not a it? shortcut. It's a shortcut, but it's a shortcut that costs you so much okay. it's not worth it. So um, th- that's not the plan. So, what's your household income? Um, we gross about one hundred twenty thousand a year. Cool. How much of the seventy is your car payment? Um, I own my vehicle. My husband's 2022 truck is worth 3000 I mean, 30000 So he has about a $600 note. Yeah, and so there's 30000 owed on the truck? Yes. Okay. All right. There's your shortcut if you want one. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I think she may have floated that idea she can't once before. Breathe. No. <laughs> I've already thrown that out there. <laughs> How did yeah. he respond? Well, it's a new to him truck. This was in our, you know, our stupid days. Yeah, and about yeah. a year ago, we yeah. did this. And, I know. Um, How did I'm he afraid. respond? I think I know, but I'm just curious. How did he respond? Well, this this was a present for getting his master's and getting a big boy job. And so, typical middle class stupid, that's what we did. Um, he. How he did, did he like respond <laughs> to selling Very it as classic. an idea? Very he does not like it. Uh, we okay. knew that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Mm. Yeah. So here's uh, the thing. Here, here's the thing. My, I, I, a great guy that I used to listen to when I was a youngster, one of the fathers of motivation and success literature is a guy named Earl Nightingale. He's since passed away. And he used to say that when we have a goal, the things we're willing to do to hit the goal are not what's are not as important as the things we are willing to give up to hit the okay. goal. So, so I'm be, you on that. <laughs> yeah, you can be willing to do a lot of things to hit a goal. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm willing to work out. I'm willing to run in order to lose weight, but I'm not willing to give up chocolate cake. You know, yeah. and so that that's the hard part of the goal. Now, it, it doesn't mean you can't ever hit the goal. It just makes it more difficult to hit the goal. So if the goal is owning a truck, that goal is competing with the goal of being debt-free. Okay. And, Same thing um, for any other asset we own. Yeah, and, and it's true for almost anything. 
I mean, now, you know, now I, I've had people call in and say, you know, I have a diamond ring that was my engagement ring. That's worth $10,000. Should I sell that? No, you can't get another one of those. There's only one. Mm -hmm. Can you get another truck? Oh crap. They're on every corner. You get another Mm -hmm. truck when you're not broke. Now, can you do this without that? Okay. Here's what it takes. All right. $35,000 a year, $3,000 a month for two years which on 120,000 means you guys are living on beans and rice, rice and beans. You don't see the inside of a restaurant. You're not going on vacation. You're living on a tight budget. You and your husband are both so committed to this that your fingernails are bleeding. You are fighting, mm-hmm. scratching, clawing, taking every, you sold so much stuff. The kids think they're next and you can pay off $70,000 in two years and keep the truck. Okay. But you can't half but do any of those things and get there and keep the yeah. truck. So Okay. He's an all or nothing kind of guy, so I just need to get him all in, right? Yeah. He's got to be all in. You cannot mm-hmm. there's you cannot wander out of seventy thousand dollars worth of debt. You have to go like so angry at the whole situation that anybody that gets in my way is in trouble. You follow me. I mean it's like ah you know, we're getting out and but you're doing it together. You're not yelling at each other. I don't mean that. We're yelling at the debt. We're yelling at the, the former version of me that was stupid, okay? I'm not going to do this anymore. And this is how I got out. This is how we've let other people out over the years. So that's what you got to do. And it's almost as if the truck, you could keep the truck. If you do all the other stuff I'm talking about, that's fine. And, I'm, and it doesn't violate our rules, actually. But you were looking for, you know, kind of a shortcut with the Roth, and no that one doesn't make sense keeping the truck yeah 50 50 if you do all the other stuff if you don't do all the other stuff it's almost as if the truck is in front of your husband as a test Mm -hmm. to say all right we're going to do all this other stuff and if it doesn't work i'll even sell the truck but let's try all the other stuff first see if we can keep the truck Mm. but until he puts the truck on the table as an offering puts it on the altar as an offering then um you know, that's a test of his commitment. Yeah. Otherwise, we know he's more committed to driving that truck than he has being out of debt. Yeah. Our friend John Maxwell probably stole this idea from Nightingale, but he says it so well. He says, what are you willing to give up to go up? And that's what you were saying. And, yeah. you know, at this point, it's like, do I care more about how the truck makes me feel or do I care more about how the debt makes me feel? And that's the thing about this. You know, when people say stuff, they tell us when we meet them. And they've gone through Financial Peace University, and they've paid off, you know, $70,000 worth of debt in two years. They say, you changed my life. I didn't change their life. They changed their life. But Ramsey didn't change their life. They changed their life. Mm -hmm. Ken didn't change their life. That's correct. When they they say, you you know, you changed my career. In order to go through the transformational process to get out of debt, the transformational process to get a different career, you have to go through Mm -hmm. transformation. That's right. And that's it's it's not the seventy thousand that's going to completely set you up for winning. It's who you become the other side of it. That's correct. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And so when you you know the person you have the the couple the quality of relationship, the um, the the respect you have for each other, that you have to go through to get to the other side of this is the real treasure. Mm-hmm. It's not the debt free. That's correct. And it will cause you to go on to build wealth. It'll cause you to raise better kids. It'll cause you everything because it makes you two into a much stronger couple, stronger as individuals, confident, competent, 
You know, you have to transform. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ken Coleman Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Dustin is in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Dustin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, So me and my wife are currently 25. Um, We have just taken in the, uh, some student loans uh, that we're kind of like feeling a little uneasy about that is just now hitting uh, about $60,000 uh, in student loans. Uh, as we mean, just you had a just took well. them in. What does that mean? But, it's not a stray like, dog. How, what are you talking about? <laughs> like we, uh, from Biden's plan that he had originally had, so we're just now getting to them about the uh, debt loan forgiveness, all that stuff. So now that it's finally coming in, we're like, oh, we have $60,000 in student loan debt. Okay, you always had so, it. Yeah, we were not paying on it. Yeah, if, if for three years. Yeah. It. yeah, okay. Yep, yep. I so got we you. So, were, we were not paying so on now it. it's coming. now it's coming down on you. Okay, I got you. All right, I'm with you. Yep, correct. Um, as well as we have $50,000 in uh, auto loans. So now, as well as we just had a, a kid. Yay! So now we're kind of sitting back. Yep, yep. What's your so household income, sir? Back. Uh, we each make about $80,000 a year. So 160000 a year. All right. Yep. And you have $110,000 in debt. Correct. And you just had a baby. Is the baby okay? Oh, yep. Baby's healthy as can be. Wonderful. Okay. So... You guys um, are going to get to spend a lot of time with the baby. You're not going anywhere. Uh, All you're going to do is work and be with the kid because you're going to live on nothing and pay this off in 18 months. Okay. Tell me about the cars, the 50000 in car debt. Um, so she was a travel nurse about a couple years, like probably two years ago. So we were making a good bit of money, and we – both decided to go get new vehicles and then decided that we wanted to have a kid. So she stopped traveling and got uh, a better nurse job. So right, now so we're like, what do you owe? What are the two cars? You, you owe 50 K on uh, break them down. We have, we have a Ford F one fifty Lariat. We owe about 23,000 on, and then a 2019 Jeep grand Cherokee that we owe about 27,000 on. Okay. Are you upside down or you got any equity in them? Uh, the Ford, uh, I could probably get about 30 out of it. Uh, and then the Jeep, uh, probably out of what we owe. Well, I'll tell you, my friend, I'm guessing the F-150 is yours, right? 
It is. Well, since Dave and just established you're not going anywhere, you don't need an F-150 that's super, you know, juiced up. I'd sell that F-150 today. What's your car payment? Okay. What's your car payment on that? Uh, about 481. We bought them when interest rates were really low. Yeah, but that's a $481 raise by being a big boy and selling that truck. Okay. Do I get another vehicle? Yeah, you got a $7,000 one. Go get you a $7,000 car. Okay. You have a baby. You're a man. Yeah. You have a family to take care of. Yeah. So um, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. $160,000 income, $110,000 worth of debt. The difference is $50,000. So not counting taxes, which we have to count. If you lived on fifty thousand, you'd be debt free in one year. But you guys have been okay. spending like you're in Congress. Yeah. And the student loan yeah, thing is your wake up call to live on beans and rice, rice and beans, ramen noodles. Never go out to eat. Never go on vacation, and possibly sell your truck so that you can get out of debt in one to one and a half years. Okay. But if now you, we have twenty seven thousand in savings. Is, like, that will help. That to That'll pay help. Off? That'll make it go faster. Mm-hmm. That'll make we it go just faster. Pay it off and then just have nothing. And like that's where I I like to pad his savings, so it hurts me to spend it. So I don't. Well, it didn't I hurt you to go fifty thousand dollars in car debt. Yeah. That's when you spent it. You already spent it. You just hadn't admitted it yet. Yeah. Are you familiar with our baby steps? Uh, I am. I haven't started it. I've just been okay. listening That's on and right. off for about a year. And so, just, baby step one. About the vehicle. Well, it's okay, uh, but get over the guilt and fix it. So, baby step one is one thousand dollars. So that gives you twenty six, one thousand in your savings account as an emergency fund. Now you got twenty six. You guys can knock out that Jeep Grand list Cherokee. Your, list your debts, Ooh. smallest to largest. How many different student loans are there? Um, there's two. Only two. What what size are they? Uh, they're each thirty thousand a piece. Okay, so that's the two. That's the big one. So when you list your debt, smallest to largest, it goes twenty three, twenty seven, thirty, thirty. You follow me? Yeah. We're yep. going to pay minimum payments on everything but the little one and attack the little one. So we're going to pay off her car tonight, and then you're going to decide if you're going to keep your car. If you're going to keep it, you're going to start paying on it like a crazy man. Like I'm talking. You're going to set aside eh, $8,000 a month for debt. Okay. And when you pay $8,000 a month on 27, it goes away pretty quick. $8,000 a month on 30, it goes away pretty quick. Oh, and by the way, you don't even make car payments anymore, so it makes it easier to come up with $8,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. $8,000 a month is $100,000 a year. Okay. And, and that, ma- that, that makes don't. you debt-free in a year. Okay. But you're but you to do that, you understand you have to have no life. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. For one year you can do that. You're young and you're gonna clean up your mess and you have a new baby and you have an incredibly bright future. You have great careers. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Now we and I should sell my truck, not pay my truck off. And then either one, I don't care. But I think you need to consider. I think it would be a good emotional and spiritual exercise for you and your wife to discuss selling your truck tonight after you pay hers off. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
and, and then, then you buy got, a cheaper one. Yeah, yep. well, you, you can decide. Uh, you know, because here's the only thing it does. It cuts down the amount of time you have to live on absolutely nothing and have no life. <laughs> okay. Which right now is about a year. Okay. Now, as soon as you have no debt at all, then you're going to build your emergency fund up and have that comfort again of three to six months of expenses set aside. That's your baby step three. We're going to help you with all this because I've been right where you are, Dustin. We're, I, I've done stupid things, and I had a baby, and I didn't know what to do, and there wasn't anybody to help me and tell me, and we're here to help you. So we're, t- we're talking real straight to you and telling you the truth because we love you. But that, but we're here to help you. So we're going to put you guys into Financial Peace University, and we're going to pay for it. Okay, and you guys, it's a gift to your baby. You're going to change your whole family tree, young man. But you two, as adults now, are going to throw your shoulders back and quit buying everything in sight like you're spoiled kids and be adults. Mm. Adults devise a plan and follow it. Children do what feels good. Yep. And so you're not going to do what feels good. You're going to do what's right, what's smart for the future. So the 30 and 40 and 50 year old version of you two looks back and says, wow. See, Dustin, the year I filed bankruptcy, I was 28 years old. Rachel was born. And from then on, I've never borrowed another dime. From then on, I've tithed at my church every single week, one-tenth of my income. From then on, I've been on a budget for the rest of my life. From then on, I don't buy anything unless I pay cash for it. From then on, because I said never again. And the, the, the negative thing was I lost everything I owned. The good news was it completely changed my life. And you got the opportunity to do it without losing everything. It's called growing up. And we all get to do it. Some people do it at 52. Some do it at 22. In my case, it was 28 with the second kid coming the year I filed bankruptcy. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to be as dumb as I was. We'll help you, dude. We'll help you. You got this. You can do it. And by the way, the straight talk at dinner tonight when we talk about the cars is I'd float the idea of her doing a few nights or weekends with that nursing background while you're watching, baby, because you're not going anywhere anyway. And all of a sudden, we've increased our income to fast forward what Dave has already laid out. So we can beat this in a year, but it is going to take big boy pants and big girl pants. That's for sure. Sacrifice. Sacrifice your lifestyle. Lay your lifestyle down and just put it to shoot it. Just, just shoot it. Live like a college student. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly has 19 service brands nationwide and a network of local service pros. Molly Made, Mr. Rooter Plumbing, and Five Star Painting, just to name a few. Visit Neighborly.com to find available service providers near you. Our question today comes from Corey in Tennessee. I've been a a vocational instructor at my current job for 20 years. They aren't interested in learning anything on any level. The students are very disrespectful. The bad behavior is encouraged by decision makers. I have also worked at my church with young people for 19 plus years, and I'm honestly burned out on kids. I need to work, but I don't have much debt, 
but I do have some. I just don't want to earn pay being disrespected on a daily basis and seeing the toxic behavior encouraged. The state of Tennessee, uh, my job in the state of Tennessee uh, requires retirement at 25 years. Uh, excuse me, I messed that up. It, the, my state of Tennessee job for retirement is 25 years at 55 years of age or 30 years of service. I'll only be 49 if I stay for 30 years. So I don't know how that will pay out. I think I can do better and start making more money. I'm con- cons- uh, currently thinking about pursuing CDLs to start a driving career. What do you think? Should I quit my job? I couldn't even get through it because you need to leave, my man. Uh, th- th- now, don't leave without moving into something. But there's no question you are not in an environment that you have any control over to actually change. Uh, when, you, you, when you put yourself in an environment like this that is very institutionalized and very systemic as it relates to government leadership, you're not going to be able to change it. So quit banging your head against the wall. Uh, I love the idea of moving into something else. Let's get qualified for it, and then let's move on because financially you don't have the margin and you've got debt you got to pay off. So let's stay in the role. Let's get a couple part-time gigs if you can do it. If nothing else, just to get some relief from this current day job that's just beating the snot out of you. Yeah. Cool. But let's move on to something else and as quickly as possible. So um, quit working with the youth at the church today. <laughs> yeah. That's easy. That's a, non, that's a no-brainer. Uh, they don't need you because you don't like it, and they can tell. Yeah, and so can the kids, right? Yeah, so it's good for the kids for you to quit. It's good for you to quit. So that that's one incremental thing. It sounds like you actually like teaching. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where CDL came from. That sounds like something flew in midnight cable TV or something. I don't know. That just sounds bizarre. Uh, you know what it is? It's like sitting behind it's a an big escape. old— It's right. It's I don't escape. have to talk to young people. I don't have to, I have talk, to talk to, to anybody. anybody. Yeah. And I'm in a big truck, so nobody can make me mad. You know, that's I mean, it's, right. oh my God, no, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a career choice. I think that's just you're running away. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I, I think you need to go take Ken Coleman's career assessment and figure out. I mean, it's like twenty dollars or thirty dollars at our website at sure. Ramsey Solutions. Okay, figure out some things you need to do, and then you need to, you don't need to run from something. You need to move to something. And the CDL is just you running from something. But you have um, you have five weeks to, I'm making this up, to select something to start moving towards, and then I'm going to give you four months to move towards it. Yeah. So you need to be out of the church teaching business by the end of the day today, mm-hmm. and you need to be out of the state teaching business by the end of the year. And if you don't is, give yourself some deadlines, you'll bathe in the sewage. Yes, because you're comfortable with what you know versus what you don't know. And, the and devil I, I know. And I think, Dave, you make a very good point. There, there was a season of life where you were excited about being an instructor and a guide. And uh, to the extent that you might be able to move to another state agency where you are in training, uh, that is still the heart of instruction, of guiding people. And so look in, you know, where you've got relationships, because this is a government job, certainly kick the tires on that, as long as well, you're training, instructing. I, I enjoy teaching. You do, absolutely. But I refuse, at my at, at, at early in my career, I refuse, but I really refuse now to be trying to teach someone that's there against their will. Correct. So if someone wants me to come speak to their organization, and the people in their organization are there against their will, 
I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm not willing to go speak to a bunch of people that vehemently disagree with me, mm-hmm. and my job is to be there to piss everybody off. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I've got other things to do. I'm there. Oof. I want to talk to people that I can actually help that's right. and move the needle for. So, you know, that that's just human nature. You don't want to wait, bang your head against the wall. It's just silly. Mm. So, yeah, you you need to be teaching probably. I think you'll find that if you take the assessment. Yep. Aren't you? I think he'll probably see the result of influence, which is very people-focused work, and uh, probably see communication there, uh, instruction. You'll see those themes. So uh, go get that. RamseySolutions.com is the Get Clear Assessment. And uh, for anybody thinking about that, how do I take those results and put it into a real-time job? Very simple. You take that purpose statement, which is a wonderful gift that we give you there as a result of all of your other detailed reports, and you begin to say, this is what a job description looks like where I am on purpose. I am there doing something that makes a lot of sense to me because I'm good at it, I enjoy it, and the results fire me up. That's what you're looking for. And in this case, he wants to engage with humans who want to learn something in order to be able to do something. I've got a friend that was a classroom teacher and got burn up burn out and beat up mm-hmm. and was done with it and um so she went on to another career in, in you know some corporate training and things where she actually enjoyed it but instead of doing the ministry thing at, at church she is teaching um the uh u.s um citizenship course oh fantastic and it she said is the most inspiring oh, i'm sure and I mean, these people know more about American history than we do. Sadly, uh, these folks trying to become citizens, and uh, man, it's it, she said they're uh, English is you know second language, almost the same course. You know, mm-hmm. you're teaching that way. Oh my, he, she said it, it's just she's so excited to go down. And and by the way, they don't even pay her; she goes for free. Wow, you know, it's just incredible. Mm. So yeah, that's a side thing or ministry thing, and. Um, so, yeah, if you get in the right situation where people are begging to learn oh, and you're a teacher, oh, it's just about the most fun you can ever have. It's just chocolate chip cookies straight out of the it's oven, true. man. It reminds me of the first time Stacy and I taught Financial Peace University. We were in Atlanta, and we had several young couples we were all working with, and they were struggling. They said, hey, you know this Dave Ramsey guy? Stacy's like, yeah, I worked for him. And uh, they said, will you teach us? And we were like, of course. And so we put a class together, and the first week we walked in the room and we could see the light in their eyes. They yeah. were like, "Help us!" Sitting on the edge of their seat, and that, and we didn't even teach. We're, yeah. We we just pressed play on the on the tape, and that's, you did the teaching. But, but that's the opposite of Corey. He, he's yeah. not got people sitting on the edge of their seat they unless they're trying there. to leave the room. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, crazy. So crazy. that's tough stuff. Tough stuff. That is very hard. But very good advice, by the way, in pivoting. Right. To okay, wait a second. I love instructing. And so it's not instruction I need to get rid of. It is changing my environment, where I'm instructing, and who I'm instructing. But I learned this from you, listening to you, Coach, on the Coleman Show. Um, It's an amazing number of times that someone thinks they hate what they do, Mm -hmm. and they've because they've confused (laughs) what they hate, where they do it, and who they do it with. Yeah, they're doing the right thing in the wrong place with the wrong people. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for yeah. sure. Toxic people, for sure. Toxic environment, mm-hmm. toxic culture. Right. But doing the right thing, and That's then right. they go, "Well, I'm burnt out on teaching." No, you're not. No, not you're at all. You're burnt out on hanging out with stupid people. That's right. Well, you know, Dave, I shared this yesterday uh, on the show. Uh, we have a shortage of teachers, public school teachers in America. This is a big time problem, and the reason is is because the environment has gotten so awful 
that these teachers who signed up to instruct, to guide the future generation, they're walking away. Well, they don't want to deal with all the woke stuff. That's they the, they want to teach history. That's right. I don't want to teach gender yeah. reform. They don't want to get whatever. screamed at when they give a kid yeah. a bad grade because the parent can't handle it. Yeah, and There's then they a got lot the of junk going. Teachers on. unions no no help. That's correct. And the helicopter parents are coming in. And there you, it is. I don't know, Ken. Did you know this? Do you know where snowflakes come from? No. Helicopters. <laughs> Of Think course. about it, folks. It'll come to you. That's good. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Jake is with us in Nashville. Hi, Jake. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Well, I'm going through a major midlife crisis, and so I hope you guys don't beat up on me too bad. How old are you? I'm uh, 35. Okay. And, tell, tell, um, tell us about it. Yeah, so I, I went and hit a reset button kind of on my life um, with what I do for a living and also where I live. Um, I guess before I dive into that, um, I, just, let me give you just a quick overview of our finances. Um, so we have a good budget. I'm married. I have three kids. Uh, we're in a suburb of Nashville. Um, we've got our emergency fund of six months. Uh, we've got low living expenses. we got about 32000 in a 401k. Um, I make about 130,000 salary. And then, um, last couple of years I started doing side hustling and I ramped that up to about 120,000 a year, uh, doing HTML development. Uh, it's kind of a niche and high demand Do, doing um, what HTML. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, we owe uh, about a hundred thousand on our home. It's worth about 600,000. We've been pretty aggressively kind of trying to pay it down. Uh, it's 2% interest rate. And, um, we prepaid it two and a half years just to give us a buffer. So we don't owe anything on it till, uh, March, 2026. Um, we have a hundred thousand dollar HELOC loan, um, that we used to buy a second piece of property out in McMinnville, which you guys might know that area. Okay. I'll catch up with you in a minute on the rest of it. What's your question? Yeah. So my two questions are, um, so, so basically I'm doing work that I just don't like doing anymore. I'm your day job or the it. HTML? Uh, it's the same. The side hustle is the same. Um, so it's all, you don't it's like all programming same. anymore. No, I, I, I was raised on construction. I got a blue collar heart. You know, I love being outdoors, love the sun, love getting concrete and paint on me. So know? what would you reset to? You said you're considering a reset. What would that reset look like work-wise? You know, so I've been doing this for 10 years, and so I don't even know yet. I, I'd love to do something entrepreneurial or um, or something more blue-collar. You just told us what you want to do. I think you got a couple of ideas, but you're either looking for permission or confirmation, one of the two, maybe both. So yeah, what are you I, thinking I about? Just, what are you really thinking just, about? I guess it's just hard to leave a, a good income. What are you thinking but, about doing? Blue-collar, oh, with your hands, what do you want to do? <laughs> I'd love to do landscape design. I'd love to do landscape architecture, but it's not a high-paying career field. But yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. That's not true. I guess when you start at the bottom of the totem pole, you're not going to make anything. <laughs> right, but who says you have to start at the bottom of the totem pole? I'm talking to a guy. I wasn't doing totem making poles. I was doing landscaping. Yeah, but you're making 120 for yourself in HTML, so you can keep doing that while you get the landscape thing going. You don't have to go down to nothing. It's a false narrative. To do both? Sure. You do both now. You have a full-time job plus a job. Right. Yeah. 
So, so just quit your day job and go do landscape architect. But dude, that, you don't have to start making twenty thousand dollars a year doing this. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you've yeah, got all this life experience. So why don't you start poking around about what it takes to be a high end landscape architect that makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year? Okay. What's yeah, the I mean, process to do that? And I don't think it's a 15-year process. It's not. You need to start hanging out with some successful landscape architects in Nashville. And high end, find some high-end builders and find out what they're paying and what their customers are paying. Yeah. What was their journey? How long did it take them to get there? So you're operating in a vacuum right now. And when we operate in a vacuum of the unknown, we get terrified because we don't have answers. You got to go get answers. And you go, oh, I'm looking at a five-year journey. I'm looking at a three-year journey. Whatever it ends up being, I got to get this qualification. That's going to cost me this much. It's going to take me this long. The great news is, is you guys are in a pretty good financial situation and you can make this happen. Jake, Ken and I have talked about this a lot and I don't know what it is, but it seems to be human nature that people, when they, uh, you know, you started into programming at some point because you enjoyed it. When the joy started leaving that and you were making good money, there's an emotional handcuffs that people automatically assume. I don't know why we do this, but it's human nature that the next job that if I'm doing a job I love, I must get paid less. Like you must be punished for liking what you do. But that's not true. You can make more money ultimately doing what you love. I'll give you an example. Okay. I was buying and selling real estate again, or or helping people find foreclosure real estate and making deals. And after my bankruptcy, I'm 28 years old. I was up to 30 years old, 31 years old. At that time, that's uh, 1991. I was making $120,000 a year. Okay. In 1991, doing that. I felt like that God had his hand on us to teach people how to get out of debt, live on a budget, and become wealthy and unbelievably generous, showing God's ways of handling money. I started putting together the pieces of that, and after a year of working on it, we figured out that we could quit our doing real estate and work on financial peace stuff full-time, but we would probably only make 60000 the first year, but we could see how we could make millions. So the first year I made 62,000. The next year I made 140,000. The next year I made 240,000 and I've never looked back. So it doesn't you may have to take a temporary step back, but this idea that you must make less throughout your life to do to have joy is ridiculous. That's right. Simple questions, Jake. What do I need to learn? That's the certification process. That's also sitting with successful landscape architects to figure out what the journey is now we've got some wisdom not just knowledge that's what i need to learn and then how do i get about doing it what do i need to do what do i need to learn what do i need to do when you get the answers to those questions it's not so scary and again you've got great side income right now uh and and i want you to get rid of that heloc by the way let's get rid of that yeah and 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 work the the baby steps to do that turn it into the snowball that is it and, and just move forward with confidence now he's talking about moving as well and you may want to move that's okay you want to sure. sure so i'll move to something cheap listen if you take your day job of 120 and you get rid of it and you move into a landscape thing and you only make sixty thousand the first year yeah then the next year you make 120 and the next year you make 240 and you quit the side gig, that's a three-year plan. Yeah. And, and he'll be thrilled. And, you know, 
and you're not stuck no and you yes you should do this you absolutely should do it you got to honor that by the way it's very interesting dave you and i've done this uh different ways but you know he i've never had somebody call in and go oh, i'm not sure and then when i push him and you go what are you thinking about then he spits it out he's been thinking about it but it's again it's that permission thing to say wait a second i can change i can leave a job doing html making really good money and i can go do something that's completely different blue collar to use his but phrase. you don't have permission to assume that you're going to make less correct let's go get I answers remove the permission for that <laughs> you, you need go. to assume you're going to make more we've taken that away because you're going to be good yeah. at it and you're going to choose your clientele that has money we're not doing landscape uh, architecture for poor people we're going to do landscape architecture for rich people who give us big juicy checks yep. for putting their bushes in the right place on their house oh my god come on That's seriously right. you it. can do this and you don't have to dig all the holes in order to be gratified. That's silly. So you can do this. You yep. can absolutely do this. Landscape architects in an area like Nashville and, and it can do very, very well. You're talking about you can be a solopreneur or you can build a nice company with all of the building. And you know real estate better than I do. Oh, yeah. You can do quite well around here. Very good. Well, I mean, it, you take a commercial building like this, well, we paid the guy to do that. Gee. Well, I tell you what. That's serious, man. <laughs> Here's something I want to encourage people with. You feel stuck, but you're not stuck. What happens is, is you've chosen to stay put because you're afraid that something bad will happen if you move forward or you don't believe that something good will happen. That's just good old-fashioned fear and doubt, Dave. And you're not stuck. You've just said, I'd rather stay still than deal with confronting those two false narratives. That's how it's done, boys and girls. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.